When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Network on a Friday. You made it. Welcome. How we doing? I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Little dance from the big guy, of course, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street, Bar Canada. Of course, the D, it appears after the show, Amal Shaw is going to be registering for the U.S. Army with that haircut. Congratulations. Also. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on over there? Did you, did you go? Did you go? I just looked up and I saw the trim. Did you go? Did you double team with Dustin at his barber and get a fade? What's cracking over there? My goodness. Uh, by, by the way, great line to start the show. Up. The girl that normally cuts my hair is out of town. So oh. she goes, somebody else you can go to. And I didn't realize that she had the entire U.S. Army uh, new corps of uh, cadets coming in that she was going to get through us very quickly. Yes, God bless America. And I mean, who, who am I to talk with this mob? But certainly, God bless America. Amal Shaw is present. Uh, the big guy who it does appear you went and got tightened up recently as well there, big guy. What's cracking? Honored to be sitting next to Amal S. Patton today on the program. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I actually was going to start the show. I was going to say I had an application with a couple of people. Clayton Bigsby re- uh, rejected my application. That's uh, a Dave Sh- <laughs> Chappelle reference to my comment yesterday. Uh, that the, is incredible. The thing about getting the see, it sounds like your your stylist approved you going to someone else. I always feel dirty when I cheat on my bartender, which I uh, bartender my uh, my uh, barber, which I've done from time to time. No, she said she won't be back until the following week. So she said, if you don't want to wait, and my hair was got had gotten too long. But that was you, know, you, know, you know what this other woman is? This woman's job stability for her. 
<laughs> not anymore is, based on yeah that's fair yeah it's you're right you're right I, I literally <laughs> i literally happened to look up and i'm like i, I was gonna salute you <laughs> just like well, welcome welcome colonel uh okay okay let's get to, to the show before it gets even slappier as we say hi and set up a huge friday of course uh, a big college football weekend uh coming up you've got the world series opening up 503 our time 803 your time east coast time and dollar 70 on the rangers eric kratz is going to join talking baseball coming up in just a bit chris doring talking college football samich on a friday will run the board plus 145 on the comeback of course uh for the diamondbacks interesting series interesting way to open today with avaldi boys who's been tremendous in the postseason and kind of the inverse right a gallon who's not been great in the postseason really good regular season you know what stood out to me about last night and we could talk about it to open the show that's Thursday night football of course he had the winner for the bills last night what stood out to me a 24 18 winner with a late cover by of course the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that's an example when we say I can't lay it, you know, we'll use jargon on Visa and he's like, I just can't get there. I can't lay a price. That's an example why seasoned or professional betters constantly won't lay a price. Uh, certainly one that's approaching doubles like the expectations certainly are for the Bills to beat the Buccaneers. But once you get to nine and a half close to double digits there at 10 pros aren't going to lay a price because the back door is always open. You had a couple of fourth down conversions, a two point cut like there's so much that had to happen there a fourth down score for the Buccaneers to cover the number so that's why again a season better isn't going to lay a big price like that but last night of course Amal Shaw you had the Bills get back on track I guess with the 24-18 winner over the Bucs yeah you're absolutely right in everything the way you summarized it it's hard to lay big numbers in the National Football League these games and teams are a lot closer than people anticipate being and you saw it in this one uh, two questions for you Patrick first of all Mike Palm made a great comment the other day about Buffalo he didn't believe the Bills were a legitimate threat for the Super Bowl. Where do you come out on that one? And the second one for both of you, have you guys ever seen a Hail Mary go completely untouched and hit the ground before? Chris Chris Godwin, he's going in the military too. He acted like that was gonna detonate. <laughs> like, he thought dude, it was an IED. The, the ball, the ball is like legit. I never, I thought for legitimately, Bill Ad had a stronger arm than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker launched that thing sixty-five yards in the air. He literally delivered the oh. hail mary to Godwin, and he just it just went through his arms. Like, what was that? We could have literally seen before our eyes the Buffalo Bills season disintegrate as the ball is arriving into one four's hands. I mean, the season yes. could have ended right There's there no in that back. end zone. There's, there was no coming back yeah. from that, right? I mean, if they get the first down. You're thinking, okay, great. There's going to be just a little bit of time. I like the way uh, Tampa set it up to get themselves in a position to be able to get that Hail Mary. But, you know, to me, you're right. It took a fortunate situation converting on fourth down to be able to put themselves in a position to be successful. But I don't know, Patrick, where are you at with this team? I, I can't get behind a fourth straight game for Josh Allen with an interception. His inconsistency is a problem for me. And then the bigger issue is 
Buffalo's one of these teams that we look at in college football and they go, they beat up on the weaker opponents. And then when you face a top 25 team, they're in a little bit of trouble. This is a game I thought they should have thoroughly dominated. I know they had a 24-10 lead and they give up that touchdown. But still, you never felt like they ran away and uh, hid at any of the uh, points of this football game. Just They don't make sense. The Bills, I'll answer your question. Uh, Diet Coke, uh, empty calories, aspartame, fake sugar. Like any way you cut it with this team, they're top five in offense overall. They're top five in defense overall. But there's nothing about them at this point. I totally agree with you. That screams legit contender. I don't know what it is. Allen is a freak. Throws for 324. A few touchdowns, running touchdowns. But you just always feel a little bit empty coming away from the quarterback's performance. Uh, Always on the verge of making another mistake, almost where that competitiveness gets in his way. Uh, they are a much better football team. You should have been comfortable laying the nine and a half last night. They're at home. They're coming off a terrible loss against New England. Like, there's nothing that adds up to... And it's a franchise I don't care about, frankly. I know people are like, oh, it's the Bills or Western New York. Just growing up with Marv Levy and Jim Kelly, they never did anything for me, Thurman Thomas. So I I can't really get into Bills Mafia, but they leave me with an empty feeling. It's a long-winded way of saying I, I got no read on this team because I always feel a little empty coming away from their games. I I tend to agree with you. And one other thing I said to Dustin, and I I should have given this as a play instead of Syracuse yesterday. Good news on the Syracuse game, though, if you bet it like I did, it was over by about three possessions in, so you didn't have to sweat it. Didn't have to sweat. No, I said to Dustin yesterday, I said, you know, not be a bad play tonight would be a teaser going up with Buffalo and I'm sorry, up with Tampa and down with Buffalo. And one of the things is, you know, I, I like the point Fezzik makes on teasers so many times that the price has gotten too high, but still, we know people are going to play them, Patrick. I would advocate, and I'm a big fan of this, and I'm always shocked when people are looking to tease down in certain numbers in certain spots. When you saw that 10, 9.5, 9, you're going to go north of 15, 15.5. Think about this. The back door is going to be open if any game is within 22 points or 23 points to be able to cover that number. Just as we get into the weekend and you see some of the bigger spreads, like the Ravens, like the Chargers, like the Lions, I think everyone's going to have a propensity, as we talked with Brennan yesterday, playing the money line or teasing it down. Take a look at going up with these. As much as we see a game like the Bears dominated the Raiders last week, the reality is when you've got a large spread, don't think for a minute the players on Tampa don't know they're being disrespected on a Thursday night and they're a touchdown on a field goal underdog. And now you're getting more than two touchdowns. You're generally going to be able to cover that number. I would just, one thing I want to advocate for, when you see a 10-point spread, don't tease down. Just go up with it if you're going to play a teaser. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. You can't go down to four. It, it, it's, it was well put in the VEASAN daily, which is your table setter every day. It's free over at VEASAN.com. Just enter your email address and Bill AD and the crew do a great job with the links to kind of set you up for the day. It's essentially, it's a, this quote, a moment of silence for those of you who had the bills last night, a backdoor cover by the Bucks, thanks to two fourth down penalties on a 17 play 92 yard drive that ended with a fourth down touchdown with two 44 to go. Congrats to Mr. Dogger Pass, Dave Tooley, and those who had Tampa Bay. I think, Dustin, that's aptly put that the, the back door was open, and there you have it if you were laying it. So I didn't bet it, but I did say on the show I'm inclined to take the points if I was going to, and I'm happy I didn't because while it cashed, the entire game I would have been sitting there watching a game going, I'm on the wrong side, I'm on the wrong side, and even though the money would have hit the account, I'd still have to look back and go, I was kind of wrong about that, right? Like, and I, granted, it goes the other way for you as many times as it goes that way. So like, like it evens out in the end. But one thing I'd note about the Bills, to your point about the empty calories, their five wins so far this year, 
Look at the rest of the schedule. The season win total over at DraftKings set at 10 and a half, minus 160 on the under, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I only see a few spots here where I know Buffalo's walking away with a win. So they're at Cincinnati on Sunday night football next week. We'll know what the Bengals look like off the bye this week against San Francisco. Uh, Denver's a win. The Jets probably a win. Then they're at Philly, at Kansas City, back-to-back. They're not winning both of those. They may lose both of those. Then they have the Cowboys, who at that point, the Cowboys may be the more physical, better all-around team. At the Chargers, who knows what they'll look like there, but their season's on the line this week, and if they can get things going, they might be a competitive team that they can't go shot for shot for across the country. They'll beat New England, and they close up at Miami. I don't know if they're going over that 10.5 win total. I tend to agree with him, Patrick, when you look at the schedule. That four weeks in a row, Jets at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, and then the Dallas Cowboys at home. You do have a buy-in between there. It's going to be a real challenge here for this Buffalo team going forward. Five and three for the Bills. They'll hit the road to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, that's the team. Hootay, that's our team. Sharp Money's team, the team that eliminated the Bills from the 2022 postseason AFC Divisional Round, of course. The three and four Bucks. Continue their road trip with a visit to Houston. Take on C.J. Stroud and the Texans. So, yeah, dude, everything's just coming up Bengals. Going to have a backup for San Francisco. San Francisco starting to struggle right now. Pick up an easy dub. Take on these Bills. Wax the Bills. Bills have no heart. Hey, by the way, just quick question, uh, Dustin Sweetelson. Are you going on the Manning cast after the show? Because that half zip, it looks like Peyton and Eli dressed you this morning with the half zip and the collar coming out. Looks good. Look, I've been cold with my picks and it was time with the weather to switch things up. It was sweater weather. So I had to drop the quarter zip on me and hopefully it'll change my luck this week. Oh, is it chilly in Vegas today? A little brisk. A little brisk. Hey, hey. At ease, soldiers. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there it is. No doubt. See if Elizabeth is in the room tonight, too. Uh, World Series next. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. 
Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, got you back here on a Friday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, there at the D on this 27th of October, headed straight to Halloween, of course. And then as we turn the corner into November, the boys said starting to chill out even a little bit there in Las Vegas. The big guy with the half zip, quarter zip. Okay, now let's get to the World Series just because I got it, Dustin. Thank you. Let's get to the World Series. And I think an interesting game one, uh, I know a pro, let me turn that off. I know a pro that uh, texted me this morning, they're on the under. So let's kind of jump into game one. One. That's Gallon Avaldi. And you take a look at Avaldi so far. Weird, right? Because, you know, maybe he came back a little soon from the injury, but over 26 innings pitched, boys. And then we can get into a macro look at the series, but over 26 innings pitched, Avaldi 242 in the postseason. He's been awesome. And then conversely, Gallon uh, 524 over 22 and a third this postseason. So he's been off. He can correct. He can course correct. It's interesting uh, with Gallon, who's very, very good. Uh, any thoughts just to start? I'll set you up on the number of all dollar sixty two on Avaldi and the Rangers there in Arlington. Come back one thirty seven. Excuse me, one thirty six over at DraftKings and a total of eight and a half. Yeah, you know we talked about Arizona potentially a play just simply based on the price, but overall I think in this particular spot I like the Rangers and Avaldi here. You mentioned Zach Gallon struggles at a 5.24 ERA, but I go back even further. Nate Evaldi's got experience. 2018, 2021, pitched in the postseason for Boston. Didn't have a great postseason in 21 with five appearances. He with a 4.79 ERA. But in 2018, Patrick, with six appearances, uh, he had a 1.61 ERA across 22 and a third innings pitch. So a good at least uh, amount of data there to kind of verify or back up what he's done so far this postseason. I think it'll be a challenge for this Diamondbacks team if they're not able to get the long ball going. And I know they haven't done it at a great rate during the regular season. They've done well with it in the postseason. The problem with Texas is when you're facing them, especially if you're Zach Gallon, you make a mistake at a crucial time. It may not be a solo shot. It might be a three-run homer, and that's what I think makes this Texas team uh, different and tough for them right now in this matchup. I like the Rangers, Dustin, at minus 152 in this one. Yeah, I lean that way as well. Look, uh, Zach Gallon, the story of his season was he wasn't good on the road. In fact, that's what stood in the way from him of him being the NL Cy Young Award winner this year. He couldn't just perform as well as he did at home. 4.42 on the road, 2.47 ERA at home. In the playoffs, it looked like he was bucking that trend his first couple starts, but then the last two against Philly here, we've got a 5-2 play, uh, playoff ERA total for him. Five earned, four earned, last two times out. By the way, Simeon and Seager wear him out. Simeon's 5 of 8 lifetime, Seager 7 of 21, 333 average. Uh, I think Gallon is susceptible here because he's away in Texas. And Evaldi, what more can you ask for from the guy? 
at least six innings every single playoff start this uh, so far. This is what he was brought in to do. And I think with the way this sets up, we were kind of questioning the other day. Why Montgomery in game two? Why Evaldi game one? Well, Evaldi against Gallon, you have to go with Texas has the edge. Then you go Montgomery versus Merrill Kelly. As good as Kelly's been, no one's been hotter on the bump than Montgomery. I think they have a significant edge there. You could go up 2-0 at home right there. I think I'd go Evaldi, Evaldi over 15 and a half outs, somewhere around $1.30, $1.35. Like let's, t- let's talk about the series uh, on a whole, okay, as a whole. $1.70, we all agreed, it seems a little steep on the Rangers. Uh, I don't really see the distinction between the two. I mean, you have to favor the Rangers, closer to $1.40 probably, $1.35. Uh, but coming back here, this is DraftKings plus 145 series. I did want to throw a couple at you guys um, if you want to go over five and a half I, you know the assumption is most of the time you look at a series like this the assumption is you look at the six price um, so the Rangers in six I'm guessing is the most popular bet but if you want to go over five and a half over at DraftKings that prop right now is minus 170 if you were to bet under five and a half total games I'm talking as far as the seven game series under five and a half total games at plus 140 if I were to force the two of you we get into six or more. So again, over five and a half total games, minus 170, under five and a half, plus 140. Which side of the bet do you like? I'm going over. Simple reason is the resilience of this Arizona Diamondbacks team, and the same can be applied to the Texas Rangers. They lose the regular season division opportunity and the last weekend of the season in Seattle. They bounce back, go to Tampa, dominate. They play the Orioles, they dominate. They get up 2 nothing, get swept at home, and then they find a way to win two road games. This Arizona Diamondbacks team goes to Milwaukee, takes care of business, takes three in a row against the Dodgers. Then they're down 2-3 against the Philadelphia Phillies, goes to the bank and wins those two games there. I think both of these teams have great fortitude. I love their managers. You talked, We talked about it at length yesterday and, and previous days. Bruce Bochy's a Hall of Famer. Tori Lovello's got an outstanding personality and disposition. I think guys relate to him and are able to kind of rally around what he brings to the table. And Dustin said it best. They're young. They don't know any better. And Corbin Carroll, I saw in his postgame interview, he's like, hey, we go out there and we play baseball. Once you get that first pitch going, yeah, there might be some nerves in some certain spots and situations, Patrick. But I think at the end of the day, once that passes, it's just time to go play baseball. I, I, I think I would go with you. I'll get you the uh, over six and a half. So if this goes seven price uh, over five and a half total games played in the series, minus 170, or I give you the option under five and a half big guy plus 140. It's so hard with Arizona because all of the reasons why you believe that they can push this series deeper. They're not quantifiable. Like, it's all stuff that you can't really measure. Brandon fought performing at a much different rate than he was not only just in the regular season, but like a series ago is mind-blowing to me. So I normally would say under in that because I think the way it sets up pitching-wise for Avaldi and Montgomery, and when you have Max Scherzer versus Brandon fought in Game 3, like who should have the edge in that one? Max Scherzer. But I don't think he does right now. It doesn't make sense to me. I will actually agree with you guys and say over, despite every piece of evidence I say, I look at saying Texas has the edge here. And by the way, I would prefer it to go over or whatever it is that is in favor of Arizona because I win more money if they win the World Series. That's right. Should reset and let everybody know the futures 
bright for the big guy because he bet a lot on the Rangers or at least got a good price early in the year. Can you have the dates? Uh, you got 80 to one on the Diamondbacks. You remember when you hit them? Uh, actually, the first bet I had on them was a 34 to one. And I believe it was in June or May. So it's been over the course of like the spring and the summer, just popping in here and there, think that they're still undervalued. I admit I got in kind of late at Texas, but with both these teams, I think this is kind of the lesson here when you're going to bet futures in a sport like baseball where the season is so long. I bought low during both dips. I was able to get Texas after they got off to a hot start and kind of fell back at 22 to one and 15 to one. And then with Arizona, I started with 34 to one during the hot stretch. They dipped and I jumped in on 80 to one when they were losing games. They were still in first place. They were still a playoff team at the time and I could still get 80 to one of them. It didn't make sense at the time. So I think that's the lesson is like, don't be afraid to buy a team that you think sets up to be there in the end. When they're when they're doing poorly during the season, pa- Patrick, were you a believer in this Rangers team going back? I don't have to say spring training, but early in the season, my my objection to them was I love Degrom. I think he's as good as anybody in baseball, but could he pitch thirty to thirty five starts? I didn't believe he could. And then outside up the middle with Simeon and Seager, I mean, you had all these other guys that stepped up. I didn't see it happening. I didn't think I was, but yeah, Dustin went back and watched our Major League Baseball preview, and he called me the other morning. He was like, did you know you were high on the Rangers before the season started? I was like, no. He said two things. He said this twice in the segment, the same at the beginning and at the end. I think there's something special with this with this Texas team. It's a great call. Okay, it was, it, so, I watched so, the whole So to answer now. your question, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a, there were two, t- I think there were two tingles I had. The Orioles were a tingle because I watched one series. Oh, <laughs> so, I, I remember so, that vividly because Savage and I, oh, I don't want to say trashed, <laughs> but we, we, we were going to be facing potential assault charges for how bad we were ganging up on you on that one. Well, I will. Well, here's what it was. It wasn't even, you guys were both like kind because you didn't really, the looks on your faces were like, <laughs> That dude ain't Sparky Anderson. He don't know baseball. And I'm just like, look, I'm just telling you all he did was bet a series. And that's kind of like in early on in baseball, you want to focus on a team. You know, this does. We always used to talk about this. It's like take a weekend series and just commit to that team and you'll get a feel for them. And I was just like, I'm in on the Orioles. So and they bounced them. They bounced out early, but over 100 wins. I, I also went back and watched our NLS preview where all three of us agreed. Arizona would be the one team if we were going to pay for like the league pass NBA style of one team to watch. We were both we all three of us thought the Diamondbacks were going to be a fun team this year. We thought the upside was totally there. We thought that their speed would be a weapon. We broke them all down. And at the end of the segment, we went over or under their win total. All three of us donks went under. <laughs> <laughs> and, and good. Good job by the. Arizona Diamondbacks ownership sticking with Lavello because remember they had a couple just a couple of years ago really dry let them work through it and here they are I, I we had a Brennan White on who's uh, obviously the U.S. team lead as far as the trading floor there at DraftKings and he said manufacture runs aren't a thing that analytics kids use anymore but that's exactly what the Diamondbacks do they're going to defend they're going to run they're going to manufacture they're a fun team to watch I got a question for both of you to answer on the other side. More important to you if you're hiring a manager, personality management or the ability to handle the bullpen? Let's discuss it on the other side. Major League Baseball World Series underway today. Then we'll get to college football as well. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Of course, all four major sports in action. You know what that is. It's Sports Equinox, so we've got a special for you. There's no better time of the year than right now, and here's the special. You get 120 bucks together, and you have everything we offer through May 1st. It's that simple. The daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all of our exclusive betting content for Major League Baseball as far as the postseason, of course. The World Series is here. College football, rest of the NFL season, March Madness, NBA, NHL regular seasons. It's all here. NFL draft coverage. VSIN.com slash subscribe to sign up. The Sports Equinox special. Never done it before. 120 bucks. VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back. Sharp money. Hope you're having a nice week as we head into the weekend. I told the boys and they're excited about it. Can we get a goal out of Tottenham? Of course, I'm sure you laid about $1.40 like I did. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, not just what we mentioned amongst the sports equinox special of all the sports, but also MLS postseason underway coming up tomorrow. I know Dustin Sweetelson is excited. Anything happening with Tottenham right now? We both laid it. Crystal Palace banged up, can't score, uh, but we need a goal out of Tottenham. Yeah, we're still 30 minutes in right now at Sellerhurst Park, and Tottenham's been really dominating most of the play here. But uh, as you know from yesterday's uh, comeback in Europa, hey, we got, we're, we'll play the full uh, 90 here before we start to panic. I, I don't know what it is. It was exhilarating. I freaking love soccer. And I and I late cash for me yesterday. I shouldn't have won. I shouldn't have laid the price. But that's the way it works, big guy. Don't smirk is, at uh, me. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Is that guy still in MLS? Who's that? The guy who came over. Ronaldinho? <laughs> Messi? Messi? Oh, that's it. That's it. You I could not remember his name. <laughs> yeah, but it, Miami didn't make the postseason. Oh, oh so, so buying the best players useless to the San Diego that's, Padres? That's not, it has nothing to do with that. Just get, get the hell out of here. Uh, anyway, I'm all ass. And you know what? It's two likable teams, two likable managers. You start there. Uh, whether or not, you know, whether it's the interpersonal stuff, Major League Baseball, or a guy that can kind of manage a bullpen, obviously the perfect combination is somebody that can do both. Bochi comes out of retirement, takes over the Rangers, obviously the three championships. It's one year up, one year down. He won like a championship every other year for a period of time there with the Giants, the Hall of Famer, comes back Rangers. He's a guy that's known to be a player's manager, somebody that's good tactically. And then you got Lavello. Lavello, I, I think it's, you know, we maybe we played the clip. I think the big guy played the clip, but you had to edit out about 100 F-bombs. You can tell the team loves him. He's just kind of a regular dude, but also tactically known well. Let's, you know, it's interesting. The bullpen is such a premium situation now. Uh, speaking of the bullpen, I did, I, I mentioned it earlier. I do like Ovaldi 15 and a half going over those 15 and a half outs today, but I'd say over a 162, I really think it's about more being a therapist. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's just about being that person that can get people and connect individually and then galvanize. I think it's day to day. It's a grind. That's why here with the people were surprised maybe nationally that Dave Roberts came back after another bounce out. If you know what's happening inside that clubhouse, they freaking love that guy. And Friedman loves just the fact that Roberts every day is going to bring, bring consistency and the players love him. I, that, you know what? I love that you use the Dave Roberts analogy because you're spot on with it. He has been, the, what, the manager for the Los Angeles Dodgers now. This is his eighth season completed. They've won seven of eight division titles. They've won one World Series. 
and people will point to the postseason failures. But the one thing sometimes I wish in baseball, they went to an English Premier League style in terms of the title. In the English Premier League, there's 38 games played during the regular year. Whoever finishes with the best record and the most points at the end of the year wins the title. And that's what the Dodgers have been, Patrick, when you look at them. In, in three games or in a five-game sample size and with a week off, you could potentially hit a pitfall, and that's what's happened to L.A. But you're right. Roberts manages these personalities. These guys love playing for him. That's the sense I get out of Torrey Lovello. And then if you've got a guy that can manage the bullpen and have that great personality in terms of understanding player disposition and how they react, you wind up with Bruce Bochy. I think you, I think you can kind of use maybe a, a sport that you're or a game, a skill that you're heavily invested in in poker. In poker, it's just you take the monetary attachment, you take the idea and the poker pros will say this all the time. It has nothing to do with currency. It's all about getting it in with the best of it. And I think if you just run, I think a baseball over 162, I think somebody like Friedman, the president of the Dodgers, brings back Roberts, even though they've under succeeded, if that's a way of putting it in the post season but i think you're getting it in with the best of it year after year and they think eventually you're going to cash obviously they won the one world series with roberts but does, does that analogy make sense at all boys where if you have what you think to be a guy that can write the ship and just win games once you get to the postseason it's kind of like poker you're going to lose some hands but you got to get it in with the best of it. And I think that's what you're looking for in a manager over a long baseball season. I, I think that's a fantastic analogy. And I think there are certain sports, tennis being one of them, golf is another one, where the best players or in baseball, where the best teams in a short sample size, the difference between a great team and a poor team isn't that large. Whereas in, in basketball, generally in the NBA, right, we don't have these lower seeds winning. It's one, two that are going to win the NBA title. But in baseball, I mean, the Arizona Diamondbacks are a perfect example of a team. They put it together at the right time. They get hot. I mean, think about this, guys. I think it was late June. The Dodgers were about 120 to win the West. They just flipped the switch in July and August, especially in August, like they always do. They run away. You look up, they got a 13-game lead over everybody. Arizona looks like they're not even going to have a shot at getting to 500. Forget making the playoffs, hitting their season win total. And now, next thing you know, they just get into that postseason. They've got a keep-believing type of philosophy. And now we see them getting ready to start tonight. Who do you want managing your your Mets, by the way, big guy? Uh, the managing conversation with Bochi and Lavella. Well, this kind of plays into this, right? Because I think we're going to see next year the biggest uh, not on the field loss from any organizations. David Stearns going from Milwaukee to the Mets, the way he built that team, the way they were so analytically driven. They were very ahead, ahead of the curve. They put together a consistent playoff team on a limited budget every single year. I think that ends up being like the biggest move that changes kind of the way things look across the National League because I don't, I think Milwaukee will regress because of that. And that's an example of why I want a manager in there. If it's Craig Council, cool, but I want someone similar to Dave Roberts. I want that temperament. I want someone who keeps everyone when engaged, someone into the game. Sure, they have to know baseball. Sure, they have to know the details. But the big picture stuff, I like I equate it to like if you were the manager of a retail store, right? All of the big branding and the way we do things and our philosophy and how we approach certain situations, it comes from corporate. That is the front office. It's your turn then to execute it on the field or in the store that you're managing. That's kind of what I want someone to do. And you got to keep employee morale high, and that's how you'll hit all your goals. You guys have both had fantastic analogies. Patrick, yours with the poker and the one you use from a retail standpoint, I agree with completely. The only challenge I see when you change from Milwaukee to New York, forget the external pressures, you're looking up at 
I got to tell you guys what the Atlanta Braves have done with their long-term contracts and the uh, just the way they've signed guys up. You've got to put together a real roster that's a legitimate threat. The Braves have assembled to me on paper the best construction of a team I've ever seen. They've got all their players stitched up to like 26, yeah. 27, 28. Austin Riley, uh, Olsen, uh, Michael Harris, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Ozzy Albies, who's absolutely getting pillaged on his contract. But at the end of the day, you got to give the Braves credit. Their core is intact, and the Mets, that's what they're looking up at every time. And that's a great example. You, you just mentioned, and I can't disagree, I've been following baseball my whole entire life. It's harder to co- it's hard to come up with a better amalgamation of players and what the Braves have right now. And of course, the 84 win D-backs are representing the NL. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it proves the point. Anyone have a, can have a shot if they get hot at the right time. It's the right mix of youth and veterans and energy and, and leadership. Like there's so many things that can just go the right way for you at the right time and you can end up there. Now, we would probably would we be as, as enthusiastic about the World Series if it was all chalk? I, yeah, for me, yes, because I think what you and I talked about on the phone the other day, what Patrick and you know this, the greatest thing about the hockey playoffs and the baseball playoffs, you feel every sequence. Like I love it in Minnesota, we saw it in the first round, the crowd standing up on a 2-2 pitch in the third inning. Every single pitch is heightened. You know one mistake, one ground ball that's not fielded cleanly could be your season. I I don't know. I love the intensity of the pressure. I I think that's all a part of it. I I think all three of us are big baseball fans. That's why we would probably be pro regardless of who it is. I I don't know. I, I just think when you've got this much work starting from February and you think about getting ready without injuries, being able to overcome 162 games over 183 days, then going into the postseason to accomplish all this and put yourself here. It is a hell of an accomplishment. When I think of what the Yankees did four titles in five years, I don't even know how they did it. We will talk. World Series. Eric Kratz coming up in about 20 minutes. Former Major League Baseball catcher. Does a great job. He's very entertaining. He'll have a play. Yeah, You could tell the last time we talked to him, he <laughs> likes to throw cash the way he was using the vernacular there. So Eric Kratz coming up next. Uh, Chris Doring. So we'll transition here. A little college football with the Florida greats. Just quickly, a thought for Tottenham. You may want to score because we've got 75% ball possession. Okay? They're living in the final third of Crystal Palace. What's happening, Amal? What is happening here? Got to get, get some past the keeper here. Okay, let's get a goal. English Premier League for the big guy. Coming back, Chris Doring, college football next. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. 
What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, about $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly over at DraftKings for new users. Use that promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. And remember, every day at DraftKings, everybody, no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Chris Doring, Florida great, of course, NFL, SEC Network analyst. As a matter of fact, he's going to be joining us in Charlotte there from SEC Network Studios. Busy man, SEC this morning on SiriusXM, of course, does a great job at Chris. Chris Doring on Twitter, just randomly. I'm curious. I was thinking just as we're saying, hi, Chris, and thank you for joining. Do you get into the NFL? Yeah. You're so you're so enveloped in college football. Like, did you watch last night? You had Tampa Bay backdoor cover there against the Bills. I don't know what Godwin's doing. Maybe you can tell us from a <laughs> wide receiver's perspective with the Hail Mary just hitting the ground. But do you watch the NFL games as well? Yeah, I, I do watch the NFL games. And obviously, you know, you, you grow up a, a football fan. You have a favorite team. Once you play in the NFL, it kind of ruins a little bit of the fandom. But my son was born when I was playing uh, for the Steelers. So he's a, he's a Pittsburgh-born kid and, and cheers on uh, the, the black and gold uh, passionately. So I, I cheer for them for his sake when they're playing. But definitely watch last night. I'll tell you, by the time we get to Sunday, after all the prep that goes into to Saturday and the number of hours I'm in the studio for 13 hours on Saturdays on our triple header on the SEC Network, by the time I get out of there, uh, I watch uh, a little more passively on Sundays, but uh, definitely got an eye on the NFL for sure. Chris, you mentioned your son's a Steelers fan. Good for him. He's never known losing in his entire life. But let's talk a little bit about your Florida Gators. Not as good as when you were on that run. Uh, Florida, by the way, Georgia never beat you. You were 5-0 and against them. What does Florida need to do tomorrow to have a result like you and Steve Spurrier and company had? Yeah, I think one of the things he needs to do is take a page out of Coach Spurrier's book, and that's taking shots down the field. I mean, Florida looked good throwing the ball vertically against South Carolina. Now, that's obviously a very different defense than they'll face against Georgia's on Saturday. But I'll say this, I think this defense is much more vulnerable than it's been the last couple of years, and that's not necessarily an indictment of these guys. I think it speaks to how good that, that defense was, particularly the front seven the last two years that's led them to national championships in each of those seasons. But I do think that they have the ability to, to be run on a little easier. I think if you're going to beat a defense like Georgia or Alabama, you got to do it with explosive pass plays. And I think on the other side of the ball, having a young starter like Carson Beck, particularly one that's returning to his hometown at Jacksonville, Florida for the first time, playing in his first Florida-Georgia game, what better way to, uh, to take advantage of those nerves than to send pressure? And I think Austin Armstrong was going to try to heat him up on that side of the ball. 
Patrick, if you didn't know Chris played for Florida, you can always tell by the way they tee up the rivalry game. He says Florida, Georgia, other guys from Georgia, Georgia Florida. It's always them first. <laughs> no, I totally, well, hey, totally recognize that. I'll say that. this, too. Because I went to Florida, I understand that F comes before G in the alphabet. <laughs> the Georgia people don't understand that either, though, you know? <laughs> Chris Doring, the Florida great, joining us here on Sharp Money. Brock Bowers, we've answered this a million times, but as we look forward for for Georgia, how big of an absence is it? It's huge. I mean, I, I you can't just say that uh, losing a guy that does as much as Brock Bowers does doesn't affect you offensively. But I think for Georgia, uh, fortunately for them, they've done very well recruiting a significant talent at uh, the skill positions around the quarterback. Uh, I don't think you replace a guy like Brock Bowers with one player, and that, that's why I think you're going to lose him. Losing him before the bye week was the best time. You get a chance to, to figure out maybe who can piece uh, some of what Brock Bowers does together and how you can kind of make it work without him. But it's a big loss. I mean, go back to that Auburn game. They probably lose the game in Jordan-Hare if they don't have Brock Bowers with some of his heroics there in the fourth quarter. So I think if you get into the fourth quarter in this ballgame on Saturday, um, maybe that that safety blanket not having him for Carson Beck does impact the way that that Georgia calls the plays and and the comfort that uh, Carson Beck has in the pocket. Chris, I want to go to a rivalry that many people may not know is a rivalry, which is Tennessee and Kentucky, because the Big Orange have dominated for so long. I love this spot here for Tennessee, lane three and a half, despite the fact they're on the road. Why can Kentucky win this football game against a Tennessee team that just seems to have better talent and a better quarterback than Devin Leary in Kentucky? Yeah, I mean, I, see, I certainly think it's been a disappointing last couple of weeks, you know, not being competitive when you go to Athens to play against Georgia, when a lot of people felt like maybe this was the best opportunity to beat the Bulldogs. And then coming home, having a 14 nothing lead after two drives over Missouri and letting that one uh, get out of your hands and, and basically get blown away with a listless performance in the final three quarters. So uh, I, I don't think that, that uh, Kentucky fans are feeling as optimistic as they maybe were a couple of weeks ago. But on the flip side, so much of, of the SEC schedule is about not only who you play, but when you play them. They're going to play against a very physical Kentucky team on the heels of having to play Texas A&M and Alabama in successive weeks. I actually would disagree with you. I think this is a perfect spot for Kentucky coming off the bye week, having an opportunity to maybe get things on track in the passing game, which has been largely the most disappointing thing in the SEC, given Devin Leary coming over from NC State, the group of receivers that you had that returned and Liam Cohen back as the offensive coordinator. Maybe you can put something together there. But I think also, look at Tennessee. Tennessee's a different team when they play on the road as opposed to playing in Neyland Stadium. Uh, they average 37 points uh, a game when they're playing on the road or at a neutral, or excuse me, at home or on a neutral site. When they're on the road, only half of that, 18 points a game, and they run for almost uh, half as few yards as they do when they're playing at home or in a neutral site game. So I think those are important statistics as you look at handicapping this matchup. Chris Doring joining us, of course, SEC Network, Series XM. Uh, I want to ask you about Oklahoma. Kind of a weird spot last week, Chris, where they were listless against Central Florida, and, and now they travel to Kansas. Kansas can be dangerous. Six-ranked Sooners. What do you got here in this matchup? Yeah, you know, I, I look at the game as a great wake-up call. I mean, it, it is fine having to play 12 games of college football, and, and certainly the competition in the, the Big 12 has – uh, amplified itself with the addition of some new teams and, and uh, just the overall quality of depth being greater this year. You don't have the ability to, to sleepwalk through games. And what, you know, we kind of tabbed this survival Saturday last week with 
so many teams getting scares. Uh, you look at uh, what, what happened in North Carolina. It, it, you can lose to anybody on any given Saturday. And I think the close call that uh, Oklahoma had coupled with watching North Carolina uh, being taken out of the, the ranks of the undefeated is a uh, something that I think will have uh, Oklahoma motivated. I do think that, that this is going to be a, a tougher game than probably people think when they think about Kansas. But uh, I would imagine Oklahoma. I still think they're one of the best uh, three teams in the country right now. The defensive improvement has been one of the most impressive aspects of that team and uh, love the quarterback as well. So I, I do think that this is uh, a, a game that Oklahoma is going to show up for after kind of sleepwalking through the UCF game last week. Chris, let's stay in the Big 12 very quickly. Texas is going to be without Quinn Ewers potentially for the next few weeks. How does that have an impact on a team that's potentially trying to get to the college football playoff? Just more from a mental spot, right? Like if you guys were to lose Danny Werfel during the 95 season or something, now you just don't feel the same. How, how does this Texas team rebound moving forward? Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, something that has to be taken into consideration, particularly with Malik Murphy making his first start. I mean, it's tough. You're going to have some growing pains in there, and I think the coaching staff uh, is aware of that, and I think they have to be um, considerate of that when they're they're calling the the offensive plays. Uh, But I I think it requires the other 10 guys around the quarterback to pick things up, and sometimes I think it could be a little bit of a blessing, too, in that, you know, when you have a guy that's as, as, uh, as, as, dominant and, and, and as uh, capable as, as Quinn yours is sometimes you, you, you know, let that guy make the plays. You, you expect him to put the Cape on and, and go out there and rescue your team. Now with him out, I think everybody's on notice that they're going to have to do more to elevate their game, to help Malik and, and have the most success in his first start that he can have. Chris Doreen, this is admittedly a selfish question, but I went to South Carolina, so bear with me. It's year three for Beamer. What's your take so far? This has been a wildly disappointing season, and a lot of the comments after the game, a little scapegoating, it, it doesn't sit well with the fan base. I love Shane Beamer, first and foremost. Full disclosure, you know, I think it was an interesting hire, much like Arkansas's hire, where you go out and get a guy that uh, not have, uh, hasn't been a coordinator before, but understanding that he fits the culture. And I think the fans certainly were loving him the last two seasons when he, he's exceeded expectations. The problem is they had a really challenging schedule this year. And then you factor in going back to the spring where you're just decimated with injuries from there through the, the preseason and on into the season. Now uh, the offensive line has been just con- considerably handicapped with all the injuries that they faced. Uh, Vershawn Lee will be out again in their game against Texas A&M. And what a terrible matchup to go into with an offensive line that struggled the way that South Carolina's has against the best, probably one or two best front sevens in the conference. So I feel for Shane Beamer is what he's going through right now. Uh, they have a great recruiting class as well that's on the horizon, but uh, it, it, a lot of negativity around the program. And, and uh, we talked about maybe taking a step forward from where they were last year to get from, from, from eight to eight wins to more. Like I think just getting bowl eligible now seems like it's almost a pipe dream. So I, it's going to be a tough close for them. They, I don't think they win in College Station, and then they're going to have to win out in the Final Four just to get the six wins. Yes, sir. Chris Doring, great job. SEC Network, SEC This Morning on SiriusXM, at Chris Doring on Twitter. Thank you, Chris. Always great to talk to you. Nah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me again, guys. Thank you. Okay, thank you. There goes Chris Doring. Florida by the way, legend. I, think, I think he was going to say Gators by uh, at least double digits. My money line play of the week on the Gators is cash yeah. tomorrow, boys. You know, you know Doring's all over the Gators. There's no doubt. We're back talking World Series with Eric Kratz next. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.